Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Today, I'm visiting with Lauren Bigler, who along with her husband, farm in Murray County in southwestern Minnesota. Lauren has been a volunteer for Common Ground in Minnesota for several years. Well, let's kind of recap, summarize uh, what Common Ground is all about here for our listeners that might not be familiar. I understand that uh, a special anniversary is being celebrated, so give us some background on Common Ground. Sure. Um, Common Ground is a um, it's a program, a national program, but we are um, also organized at a state level also through corn and soybean growers. This depends on the state, whether it's corn or soybean, that helps organize the program on a state level. But um, we're women in agriculture that covers kind of the entire spectrum of, of agriculture, different types of farms, different products we raise. And we just like to talk about what we do. There's so many people that don't have a connection to a farm or a farmer anymore. We know that people are getting more and more removed from the farm as the generations go. So we just like to be a resource, talk about the things that we do. We know there's a lot of misinformation out there about, you know, how food is raised and produced and um, kind of what's going on in agriculture today. So if we can get a chance to make that connection with a consumer, um, you know, we like to to just tell them about what we do and, and why we make some of the decisions we make on our farm. The entire spectrum of agriculture, that encompasses a lot. When you talk to consumers, um, do you try to kind of specialize in the areas of ag that you're most familiar with? Because I would think if you try to, to, to cover the gamut, that would be maybe an impossible task. Absolutely. And I think that's the neatest thing about this program. So we are celebrating our 10th anniversary this year, which I think goes back to um, the volunteers and and just the fact that we do talk about we are experts at our own farm. And even though, you know, regionally, say we, you know, we farm corn and soybeans like our neighbor, there's still things that we do different on our farm than even our neighbor does. And not huge things, but there's a reason that we choose to do the things we do and they choose what they do. So we are definitely very um, conscious of the fact that these are our farm stories specifically, um, but it is such a benefit to all of us as volunteers to, I mean, we have wheat growers in Maryland to um, honey producers in here in Minnesota to, I mean, any type of animal agriculture. We have an organic grower in Colorado in our group, and it's such a cool experience for us as producers, but even more of a benefit for consumers that you can go to one group to one place and have access to so many different um areas of agriculture and you can find an expert. I mean, if somebody asked me about dairy, I mean, I can give you a 10,000 foot level view of dairy, but um, I'll say if you have really specific questions, this farmer is going to give you any answer you need to know. And I don't even pretend to be an expert in dairy, but if you want to talk agriculture or conservation or excuse me, agriculture, corn, soybeans, conservation, I'm your girl. So that's one thing the volunteers are really good about is sticking to their area of expertise and knowing that we have a whole bank of other farmers to pull from if they have questions about other things. Walk us through then an interaction that you have either had or, or plan to have through Common Ground explaining 
why you do what you do on your farm and the tools that you use to to reach these people whether it's social media face to face how you're able to connect right so all of the above um you know in years past um from a state level for from my experience at a state level um, one of my favorite things has been farm dinner so we invite um, one of our core groups um, that we focus on for consumers is other urban suburban moms so people that really are just like us that are food purchasers, preparers in the house, which does include some men too, but for the most part, I think women do a lot of the grocery shopping and preparing food at home. So that's some of our main target audience. So we do use social media a lot, um, which really is a nice way to catch, you know, bigger groups of people. Like I said, we've done events like farm dinners where we actually bring, um, you know, people that we invite from the cities out to the farm and we eat a meal on the farm and it's, is a really cool chance for them to, you know, walk around and whoever is gracious enough to host usually has some, you know, machinery out. And we try to do it in the summer when the crops are growing. And um, it just is a provides a really cool way to spark a conversation, like when they can actually see that physically in front of them and you're standing there with them. I think it just um, helps, you know, it helps them think of questions and it, it helps us too. Because sometimes when we talk about things, I mean, we have our own language. I think every industry has their own lingo, and agriculture definitely does. So when we say things, sometimes you say, what is that? And, you know, it's really neat. Sometimes you can physically show them what you're talking about. So that's kind of cool. And we know in the world, pandemic world that we're living in now, um, our staff has done a really awesome job of shifting gears and doing more uh, virtual events. So we've had some really neat cooking classes. And farmers have been, you know, depending on what we're cooking um, on, at the, uh, in the class, then they will have a farmer that will grow something that goes into there, whether it be dairy or honey or wheat or beef or <laughs> any number of things that um, go into those recipes. So that's been a really neat opportunity for consumers, actually, to get all of those different farmers at one time. So we've been lucky to kind of utilize all of those tools to be able to reach consumers, you know, in different ways, I guess, which we need that flexibility right now. Kind of a a combination question about the questions that you get as, as they relate to growing corn. Uh, what What are the most common questions that come up, Lauren? And then maybe one or two really kind of off the wall questions that that kind of speak to the fact that as people are further and further removed from the farm, they really don't understand what farmers do. Right. And I think probably one of the most common questions, and this, I feel like (laughs) sometimes it's harder as a corn and soybean farmer because we definitely don't produce something that goes directly into a grocery store in the way that we take it off our farm. Um, So sometimes, like if we've done, we've even done events in grocery stores where a dairy farmer will be in the dairy section, a pork producer will be in the meat section. And then us corn and soybean farmers, we stand in the produce section (laughs) just to try to catch people. But they say, oh, you know, oh, you farm, what here do you grow? And so just understanding that, um, you know, even though the thing, the corn that we grow on our farm isn't directly consumable, getting them to understand it's not sweet corn, that it's field corn. You know, a lot of times that those are the kind of questions we get. I think a lot of consumers don't know enough 
to ask a lot of more complicated questions than that. And that's another place where I feel like our volunteers really excel is that there's really a lot of consumers when you look at all the information that's online, whether it's, you know, myths and mistruths or not, you know, they get fearful about the grocery store and buying food and is this safe for my family? Do I want to feed this to my kids? And, you know, it's nice for them. And they think of a farmer as some abstract person that they don't know. So really one of the goals of our program is to just get us in front of consumers and say, you know what? I get it. Like I'm trying to get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables every night, just like you are. I do all my shopping at the grocery store, just like you do. I sometimes wonder, like, is this safe or is it not? Because I hear all the same things that you do. So I think part of our main goal is to just, sometimes I think they don't even always know what to ask. But I think as long as we can get in front of them or initiate a conversation and just build that level of trust and that of shared values that I'm, I'm here every day showing up, trying to raise kids, do the same things that you are, um, you know, putting food on the table, making sure that it is healthy and we know that it's safe. And I think, you know, once you start there and can establish some of that trust and, um, you know, then, then I think they get a little bit more comfortable going into, well, you know, the, some of the more hot button topics of, antibiotics or hormones or pest, you know, just some of the GMOs, pesticides, that sort of thing. So, and then by the time we get to that point, hopefully they feel like they can trust what we have to say. And if we say, you know, yes, we use these things, but here's why, hopefully that, you know, there'll be more of a chance to kind of understand the farmer's viewpoint and, and feel good about the answer that we give them. Going back to your comment about uh, being at the grocery store, and consumers wanting to know about, okay, so you grow corn. Uh, it's it's not the sweet corn in the can that, that you're growing, though. I would think, and, and, and you know this a lot better than I do, though, because corn touches so much that, uh, that that opens up a door in conversation to talk about the fuel in your car, the products that you that you use around the home, clothing. I mean, the, the uses for corn, it, it probably really surprises people when you start to talk about all the different uses. It absolutely does. Yes. I mean, that's definitely, you know, when you can't talk about what's in the grocery store, then the conversation can definitely go a different direction. And it is really important for me, especially to be able to, to talk about, you know, that it's what we're growing is safe and it is in so many (laughs) things that we touch and use every day. And like you said, fuel, fiber, food, all of it. Um, you know, it is, it's fun to, to help them make those connections because they, they obviously don't, they don't know. And, um, so it's really fun to be able to just, you know, even if they don't all, <laughs> there's people that still just don't love what you do and what you choose to do on your farm. And I'm okay with that. I just really like to be able to give them the information and maybe, you know, the next time they think about it or talk about it, they will at least remember our conversation and maybe look at it in a little different light than they did before. Lauren, my last question for you, uh, now that Common Ground is 10 years old, as you think about the next 10 years, what excites you the most? What 
do you hope remains a constant with this program? And, and where do you hope to see the most evolution as far as sharing agriculture story? Oh, boy. I mean, it is exciting to continue. I love that people have questions about what we do. I mean, it is who doesn't love talking about what they do. That's one of the coolest things about the program and why I do think it's been successful for 10 years. And I think it will be successful for 10 more years, at least is just because they, the, our volunteers are so genuine and excited and passionate about their farms and what they do and why. So I think it's only to our advantage to be able to continue to reach consumers, to have these conversations. You know, it'd be awesome if we could go outside of the mom and women, because I think we can have conversations with anyone. We can find, I think that's true for anyone. You can find shared values, um, with just about anyone over anything, you know, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be woman to woman or man to man. It's, there's, we have a lot of shared values um, regardless. So love to be able to just continue to have these conversations as agriculture continues to evolve. Um, you know, as technology continues to advance, um, it's going to be very important. I feel like that we continue to have these conversations and, you know, try to be on the leading edge of helping con- kind of pull consumers along as to how these things, um, you know, can be beneficial to us as farmers, but also to them as consumers. So sometimes I think we've kind of gotten a little behind the eight ball um, on some of those things and let other people drive the messaging. And I think it would be really amazing if we could be the ones to lead, you know, consumers in, in some of those new trending topics in agriculture. Anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we do? Not really. I just really appreciate, especially our state's support of this program. Um, Like I said, if you know our volunteers, you know that we are super passionate. We love to talk. (laughs) We're really genuine. We're proud of our farms and our families. And I just appreciate the fact that that they will support us. And hopefully we can continue to, to keep doing this. Many years down the road. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.